0: Hi, and welcome to the HSP World Podcast. With each episode, we invite a guest with the HSP trait who has a burning HSP related question to have a conversation about it. We're not coaches or therapists. We're HSPs holding space with you. I'm one of your hosts, Thomas, and your other hosts are.
1: Robin. And Rain. All right, so we've got another guest with us here today. I would like to introduce Dane. Hi, Dane.
2: Hello. Thank you for having me.
1: (laughs) Ah, our pleasure. Thanks for being here. Maybe you could get us going by saying a little bit about how you learned about the HSP trait.
2: Oh, I learned about the HSP trait watching videos in YouTube. I found that YouTube channel called Frank James, and he was discussing about being an HSP and then I was like I could really relate to all that he was saying about being sensitive to other people's feelings or being sensitive to the environment and then I really felt like that resonated with me so I also took the test and I identified as an HSP. Mm.
1: Okay and has it changed your view on anything since you found out that information?
2: Yeah, because I became more accepting of other people and how they are, like knowing that I was an HSP made me feel like there's now actually a word for how I was as a person. Like before, I would just think that people think I'm too sensitive, but I'm actually not. It's just a trait and it helps me learn to have better relationships with people.
1: Cool. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. All right. Well, let's get on to
2: the question of the day. Could you let us know, Dane, what was your question? All right. So uh, my question was, why are there some people that I don't feel good with, even though I couldn't logically point out why? It's like my intuition is telling me that this person isn't real or authentic. I know other people would say that I'm just being judgmental, but for me, I'm not being judgmental. So am I onto something or am I just being judgmental? Okay, thank you. It's a really good one.
0: Yeah, that there's a lot there.
3: So just to, just to double check, Dane, are you talking about with someone you very first meet or are you talking about maybe somebody you know that you already have a relationship with?
2: In general, I think people that I know for quite some time like at first you don't really think about them in any way like i just try to approach them in a non-biased way and then as i get to know them it's like my mind is telling me that there may be something that's not right here and sometimes i try to dismiss them but sometimes i end up being right okay and so you're asking what should you do like should you follow this every single time or Yeah. Yeah. Because I know people just think it's not logical. Like you should approach relationships in a logical way. But Mm -hmm. for me, I feel like there is also some importance in listening to your gut feeling. Yeah.
1: Mm. I think this definitely is an HSP related experience. There are a lot of people who identify as highly sensitive and say that they can pick up on Either you could call it, you know, someone else's energy or they just get an intuitive sense of another person being someone maybe that they can't trust or being someone inauthentic. I think I want to add a little nuance here. So I know a little bit about uh, Myers-Briggs typology from one of my good friends, uh, Francois, who studied it a lot. And we've talked about how one of the big categorical differences is people who identify as intuitors and people who identify more as sensors. So people who kind of use this intuition to make sense of information around them. And people who identify more as sensors they're kind of going with the facts and what's in front of them. Of course, everybody can use both, right? Everybody can use the facts and everyone can use their intuition. But people generally tend to have a preference one way or the other. And I believe the majority of people who take the test, which is believed to extrapolate to the majority of the population, there's more sensors than in intuitive. So, there is a tendency for using facts and information that's right in front of you as kind of like the standard normal way of assessing a situation. So, I do think we have a little bit of this expectation that, you know, when you meet someone or when you encounter a new situation based on what's in front of you, that's what you should be using to come to, to conclusions. But there are some people who are quite good at picking up on things from the people in front of them or situations in front of them without necessarily being able to explain why or like where it comes from, or it may take them a bit longer to articulate it. HSPs can be both types, right? They can be intuitors or sensors. But I think in any case, if you are the kind of HSP who's picking up on an intuition, I think it is a real thing. We tend to discredit it. We tend to say, ah, okay, I can't really put my finger on it. And the tricky thing is you may or may not know exactly what it is you're picking up on. So even, yeah. even people who have very good intuition may need to hang back for a second and and take in uh, more info to figure out what exactly that intuition is telling you, right? But I, I do think there's an advantage to to starting to listen when that little, that little feeling comes up saying, all right, I'm, I'm going to pay attention to it. I don't, I'm not going to jump to a conclusion yet, but I'm definitely going to notice it and see if I can follow it and get a bit more information. Yeah.
0: Excellent.
3: So this can be kind of this is a lot more complex of a question. (laughs) I think.
0: There's definitely a lot there. I I have some thoughts too.
3: Yeah. So in our last podcast, Robin mentioned this, and, and thank you, Robin, for bringing this up because she's she mentioned, and, and it feels right to me, that having the HSP trait, there's a continuum. So you can have it like to a high degree, a medium degree, a low degree, whatever, or some senses are higher than others, that type of thing. So that's a pretty important part of it, but also... Um, and this is what Robin brought up in the last podcast, it's also the environment you were raised in, right? So Mm -hmm. if you were raised in a supportive environment or a not so supportive environment, right? And I I bring this up because projection can, can play a role here. Yeah. Right? So it's like, if you were brought up and I, I, you know, that that was the environment I was brought up in. It was non-supportive. So I got very used to sort of my survival depended on me picking up on other people's moods, picking up on what was going on around me and, you know, to, 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 a, to kind of a high degree. But as I'm learning more about how my trait works for me, I realized that I really have to step back and take a really good look at, because people project on each other all the time, yeah. you know, we, we do, it, it's something you really have to work at. I find for me, I do, I have to work at it. I have to really step back and go, what's going on here? Whose feelings am I dealing with here? Am I dealing with my own feelings? Or am I dealing with their feelings or are their feelings making me feel like this? <laughs> you
2: know? Yeah.
3: That kind of thing, you know? So the more you can be in touch with your own feelings and supporting your own holding space for yourself and how you're feeling, then I think the easier it gets to basically listen, because for me, how, Intuition is really my heart speaking to me. You know, And I was taught that logic and my brain, that, that that was the number one important thing, you know, you know, school and everything else. Right. But I find that making space for my heart to speak and sometimes it needs more of a voice than my logic and I need to base decisions based on that. It's a really great tool. It's an, it's an amazing tool to have that I think HSPs either, you know, they may not know they have access to it or that, that it's there for them, you know? That's sort of how it feels for me. How, how about you, Thomas?
0: Well, I really like the description of being attuned to other people's states and feelings and, and emotions. And if I had to guess, Dane, you probably are fairly well attuned to your own emotional state.
2: Yeah, to some degree.
0: And that's something that I had a great deal of difficulty with growing up. I, In my circumstance, I had to hide my emotions when I was growing up. And as a result, I didn't have the sort of the internal emotional vocabulary to understand emotions. You know, I didn't understand mine. And so I understood others less. I remember growing up, I was extremely gullible. I just basically just took people for things that they said. And it's taken me many, many years of internal growth to become more attuned to other people. So that's one reaction I had when you, when you asked that. The other thing that I'm curious about, you were asking, are, are you being judgmental?
2: Yeah. <laughs> and get <guess> um, that.
0: <laughs> and that, I think, is is also something that relates to the HSP trait in terms of overthinking. Sometimes we overthink, especially if we have an interaction with someone, Sometimes I find myself thinking, oh, you know, did I say the wrong thing? Did I, did I overreact to it? And I can think about it for the next two hours. And then, of course, I find that the other person has moved on and is doing their <laughs> own thing, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I do want to know a little bit more about what your thinking there is about being too judgmental. Is that something that you think about?
2: I used to think about it. I used to have friends who tell me that I'm just being too judgmental when I say my observations about people. Mm. But for me, that's just my observation. I'm not, I'm not really trying to judge them in a bad way or anything. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) You're observing.
2: Yeah. You know, it's funny, just
3: even that sentence, am I being judgmental? Because by even asking that of yourself, to me, it feels like a judgmental thing to say to yourself.
2: <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs>
3: it's, like, it's like, aren't I free to just hold my feelings, my observations, my, my thoughts, and be okay with them and know that I don't need to judge those things. They're just, there they are. That's them, you know? And if they're there maybe there's a reason they're there. Maybe the reason they're there may not be crystal clear to me at this moment, but the reason that they're there is valid. And do I need to kind of poop on myself for for (laughs) noticing them? You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Because they're there to help me. They're there to help me no matter what. They're not judging me. Those feelings and Thoughts and those different things—they're not there to judge me. They're there to help me. Um, how, what do you feel? How do you feel about that, Robin?
1: Really, yeah, it's interesting. I'm kind of going back and forth in my head here between moments that I've observed highly sensitive people, including myself, react in ways that I did think at the time was judgmental, and mm. trying to think, okay, is that is that really necessarily the case, right? But I I guess like it can help to break down maybe what do we mean by judgmental, right? So making observations about things is not necessarily bad. Having a feeling about someone, even having a negative feeling about someone, you know, that's, again, that's just, if it happens, it happens, right? Mm-hmm. I guess where people might be using the label judgmental, it might be if something gets expressed at a time when they were not, ready or willing to hear those observations if or like if, some, like if someone are. says oh well, i noticed your your hair is a bit messy right maybe they didn't want to hear that maybe maybe it was meant like you know positively like oh here i have a brush no problem but you didn't want to hear that right so it could be about the, the the time or volume in which it's expressed it could be the tone in which it's expressed but that's not necessarily that's not necessarily negative right it's yeah. just people have different expectations or or maybe it's a question of timing or thinking about how to express what you what you notice i think for me what i would consider judgmentality is a lack of empathy yeah. if someone is not willing to or, or a lack of openness if someone sees something and says, oh, like and just has a negative pronouncement on it without trying to take the other person's side or think about what might be going on here. So I I wouldn't censor myself for noticing things, paying attention to things, wanting to express things, but you know, even if you do have a strong intuition, which I think I so I think there's a, a first step, right? Like when you're actually noticing the thing, I think at least to yourself you might as well be as transparent as possible, right? You might say, okay, I saw this person and I noticed X or Y about them. Uh, I noticed how their tone of voice changed. I noticed how they looked at me a certain way. I think it's okay to be honest with yourself. I noticed that, right? But then you ask the follow-up questions, right? Like, okay, is this something I've noticed many times? Am I noticing it more now because I'm overstimulated? Like sometimes I notice things when I'm overstimulated And I I notice them, like they strike me very negatively, but I know that when I'm calm and relaxed, they don't bother me at all. So that's something good to to notice as well. Like what's my internal state right now? I don't know. I guess just putting everything together, asking follow-up questions, like Rain was saying, projection of, you know, our, our fears can be, it's a very important point, right? There are, I know there's certain things that are triggers for me that if people say them or... If it sounds like someone's suggesting something, you know, like, I don't know, cancelling plans last minute, sometimes that will put me in a mindset of, oh, wait, why is this happening? Right. But I know that's a thing for me. I know that puts me a little bit on the alert. Right. So if that happens and then I find myself picking up on little things here and there, I will keep it in mind and ask myself like, okay, are you just picking at details because you're a bit upset about this? Cause it's a thing that bothers you or is there something else going on? Right. So. I think having all that information, and I mean, it comes back to the point that the more you learn about yourself, the more you learn about your own patterns, I think, yeah, just the more you discover how your intuition works and where are the parts that it may be giving you information that isn't necessarily, like, it's giving you information that's more about your own insecurities sometimes, but other times it's giving you information that that really is valid, you know, so... You know, for
3: me, I've, this is something I've noticed in myself and, and I have noticed it in other HSPs as well is we tend to be really hard on ourselves. <laughs> like,
2: yeah, <laughs> we,
3: we, you know, yeah. we, we really do. We, we just tend to be way too hard on ourselves. And, you know, sometimes like if somebody said to me now, well, you know, you're being judgmental. Yeah. So what? That, that's how I feel. That's how I see it. That's how it's presenting to me. And you, you don't have to agree with me. We, we all don't have to be clones of each other, you know, but it's totally okay for me to feel that way and to express that if that's how it is. And I don't need to beat up on myself or feel bad about it or anything, you know, if anything, I've noticed the more I learn about my trait, the more forgiving I'm practicing with myself the more compassion I'm practicing with myself you know the more space I give myself to be and feel however I need to within reason right but that that's how it feels for me that it and something I've noticed you know with HSPs is we we do tend to to, to be pretty tough on ourselves you know tougher than other people tougher than other people would be on us you know yeah <laughs> so
2: yeah
3: thomas how about you
0: this is probably tangential to the hsp trait but i find that having a mindfulness practice helps me in that aspect too in terms of learning how to just observe what i'm thinking
1: oh yeah you know yeah. what i mean Oh yeah, that's. Um, I would agree with that.
0: So I do a meditation. I do a breathing meditation every day, in the morning, for ten minutes, and it's it's been immensely helpful in terms of the rest of the day and in my interactions. Just that that noticing bit, and the, and specifically noticing what I'm thinking, because that thinking part just spirals out of control really fast. <laughs> <laughs> And just having that that extra little skill that says, oh, look, I'm doing this right now. That's been very helpful. I have something else that I'm curious about. We talked a little bit about how we pick up on other people's energies. And so, Dane, I'm wondering how you pick up on energy, you know, not specifically how we started out talking about uh, authenticity and and that but more about how you perceive people's energies you know I know so some, energies. Pe- some people you can just read them so easily because they're just out there they're just you know saying what they feel all the time and other people are more reserved
2: yeah so I guess when it comes to energies I just feel it like when I exit a conversation, it's usually at the end of the conversation. I don't feel anything while I'm talking to the person. Uh-huh. I try to look at myself after I talk to the person. Like mm. I ask myself, do I feel good? Do I feel not good? And then that's mm. when all of the insights come in, it's like a post-processing of what happened. Mm.
1: That's a great idea. I think mm. we I think we could all benefit from doing that. <laughs> Yeah. And then, I mean, and then you can refine the process too, right? Like, so if you say, okay, I feel kind of mixed, right? then you can think, all right, well, you know, what was it that maybe didn't feel right or didn't feel comfortable? Yeah. Right. And then, and then maybe one observation is not enough to put words on it, but you can still, you can still acknowledge, okay, it was there. There's something for me to go back and follow up. Right. And again, sometimes you're not even picking up on anything Wrong with another person. Sometimes you're just picking up on. I don't know. There may just not be a great fit between you, right? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe you remind each other of. I don't know. Past friends that you had who uh, hurt each other or something like that. You know, like sometimes it's or or it's someone who's going through something right now and they're not actually available to you. Sometimes you pick on something, pick up on something that that isn't a condemnation of the other person. Is It's just showing you that, yeah, okay. Right now there's not really space for you to click together or on certain topics. There's not space for you to click together.
3: Yeah. For me, it's interesting. And thank you for sharing that Dane about it'll be after you have a conversation with someone. It's different for me. Sometimes I'll have it before I speak with someone. Sometimes it's during, sometimes it's after and A lot of times it's dreams. Wow. (laughs) It's, it's It's like I picked up on a whole schwack of information that I had no idea I was picking up on. And it'll come out in dreams or whatever, you know. So I think just being open to that information and trying to do the best you can with not being judgmental. With the information, you know, <laughs> that's yeah. the tough, like, is this good or bad or allowing fear to somehow get in there? Because, you know, it, it's a world where a lot of messages and different things we see in the media are about protect yourself and you
0: know,
3: <laughs> this kind of thing when really, you know, that information is just there and that's it. It, it really isn't good or bad. It'll be what you make it, you know? Yeah. That's it just all. Is. Yeah, it's just it's just information. And that's all it is. I also find that when um, I'm like, I like adult coloring, right. And I also find I do a lot of processing of information, when I don't even realize I'm processing information. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I'm but just like, I'm just zoning out completely listening like to
0: the subconscious is working on it.
3: Yeah, like I'm just zoning out, enjoying myself. I'm listening to nice music and just coloring and enjoying the colors and not thinking of anything, literally nothing. And I find that is really, really helpful for me for processing emotions and thoughts and you know that type of thing. And I think I, I just more and more use that as a tool because it for me, it's like all that information just sort of gets like, I don't know how to put it. It's like, it's like a tidal wave. And yeah. if I, if I don't do something creative where I'm not, I don't have to think or understand or anything, any of that information. And I just allow myself to be and enjoy myself doing something creative. Yeah. I find that all of that the plug to the bathtub or the tidal wave or whatever, it can just, it just flows and it goes. And I, and I don't actually have to do anything with it. You know, it just, I just have to give myself that space and time to process it. And I don't even know I'm processing it. If that makes any sense whatsoever.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) And, and rain, I think you're also making a conscious decision to say, I don't need to have the answer right now. Yep. I yeah. will. Let, yeah. I will let the answer form a, on as, its
3: own. Yeah. On its
0: own, as as yeah. my subconscious works on it.
3: Absolutely, absolutely. Knowing that there's no deadline, there's no, you know, there's no rush, there's no nothing. That those are all constrictions that I put on myself, and I don't have to. You know, yeah. I don't have to do that. I can, I can be kind and loving with myself and allow myself to, to be, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Really interesting conversation. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I love it.
0: So thank you, Dane, for today's conversation. I'm curious to know how you feel about it. Did we provide some answers?
2: Yeah, I, uh, I feel very enlightened by the things that we talked about and how we could use intuition, but couple it with logic so that it's more useful in the real world.
0: Wonderful. Well, thank you for joining us.
2: Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you, Dane, for your
3: courage to ask mm-hmm. the question. I really enjoyed chatting about it, and I know your question is going to be helpful for other HSPs too.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, thank you. And thank you to our listeners. So please join us for our next episode, where we'll be having another interesting HSP conversation. To any highly sensitive listeners who have an HSP-related question, be it big or small, we invite you to ask it on the HSP World podcast. Just email info at hsp.world.